And what is going on, crafters? Welcome back to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I want to welcome you here. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a podcast all about Minecraft updates, whether those are updates that are actually coming to the game or they're just updates we're making up on our own just for fun. If either of those things are interesting to you at all, you are in the right place. And uh, for the past several episodes, we have been going on you know, speculation and ideas for updates that we're coming up with um, by ourselves with no input from Mojang, but times have changed because they're finally releasing snapshots again uh, after the new year, after their holiday break has finally come to a close. They are working hard again on the upcoming update 1.21 the still to be determined what the name is of the update update and uh i gotta say the snapshot has me um optimistic that next few snapshots are going to be quite interesting uh but before we get into the discussion of the snapshot that came out last week we're going to be talking or we're going to open up the conversation open up the episode with the spotlight on you guys the listeners uh, so you know what we're going to do. We're going to start things off with the Q&A segment. And a few episodes ago, I asked you guys, what has been the most game-changing feature for you personally as a player of Minecraft? A lot of new features have come out in the past um, that have changed the meta of the game, changed the way the game has played, and have either won a place in the hearts of the community or have um, gone wrong <laughs> in some cases, in the case of, say, you know, the Phantom, maybe. Um, but there are certain things that have been added to the game that have been game-changing, uh, more for some people than for others. So I wanted to see your perspective on this. And Silas says, the ruined portals and armor trims. Ruined portals give blocks and loot, and the armor trims are just super cool. Thanks for your podcast. Well, thank you, Silas, for listening. Ruined portals, I think, are very, very important uh, milestone in the development of Minecraft. It appears to me that the 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 nether the ruined nether portals um, represent that Mojang has finally figured out that there are certain features in the game that need some signposts, need a little bit of guidance for the player to um, understand how to use some of these features. So I like the Ruined Portals as well. Barbecue Chips says, Redstone is the game changer. Its versatile mechanics empower players to create intricate contraptions, elevating Minecraft into a realm of limitless automation and creativity and a lot of people would probably stand up and applaud as well because redstone uh without redstone the game would be completely different and i say that as a person who hardly ever touches this stuff um but redstone has made itself a very comfortable home in the community in fact a whole community has arisen around redstone itself and they have done amazing things with redstone and it, it, it honestly it makes minecraft uh 10 times more interesting uh with it being there so yeah absolutely redstone is amazing potato says the most game-changing feature is the nether update it changed speed running in a great way the nether update was amazing when it came out it was one of the best updates to minecraft in my opinion ever uh second only in my opinion to the update aquatic 
Um, but the Nether update brought much needed features and much needed update to the Nether, which until that point had been very, very barren and um, very uninteresting. The Nether is now very interesting and, and full of life and, and full of things that uh, the player can engage with. And, um, you know, things like the Bastions and Netherite and trading with or bartering with piglins. There's a lot of stuff and a lot of depth to the Nether that once was not there. So I absolutely agree with you that the Nether update was very game changing. But Torben comes in with another idea that the ocean, uh, Torben says, I love the ocean and its features. I just wish that they would add an abyssal biome with glowing mobs and sea monsters. Well, it sounds like you would like a game called Subnautica. <laughs> um, but yes, the ocean, the update aquatic was an amazing prop, was in my opinion, the best update to ever. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply come to Minecraft. It changed the game in an in, in amazing way. It brought things to the game that are still used to this day. I'm talking, of course, about the bubble columns. Bubble columns are so versatile in their uses, from transporting items and mobs to the players or the, ourselves. Bubble elevators are found in almost every base that a Minecrafter makes, and I, I just feel like you know, if you compare the oceans before the update aquatic to the oceans after the update aquatic, there is no comparison. They were horrible before the update aquatic. You couldn't even swim. Like, all you, the best you could do is bob up and down on the top of the water, and that's it. Um, and the boats, don't even get me started on the boats. The boats were horrible before the update aquatic. If you bumped into a lily pad, they would shatter into pieces, and you couldn't even recraft them from the pieces they broke into. So the update aquatic was just um, it was just an amazing update that changed Minecraft in so many ways, um, and I don't think that anyone would point to anything in the update aquatic and say that was a bad addition. It was 100% a good update. Floop says the nether update. I know others will have said this, but it really just brought Minecraft to life. It started a domino effect on these newer updates as well, and they got and they get better and better every time. Now that's an interesting opinion. I don't know how many people would share the opinion that updates got better and better over time. There in fact is a lot of people out there who say they're getting worse and worse. Um, I'm not one of those people, but I do know that that, um, that that idea exists out there in the community. But I do like that that viewpoint. Um, it, de it definitely did set a precedent that a lot of the other updates at least tried to live up to. Um, and Mojang probably, you know, was too ambitious with some of those updates, specifically the Caves and Cliffs update that got split basically into four parts. Um, but yeah, I really like the Nether update. It did bring so much depth and life to Minecraft in general. And finally, Dragonfish says Moss. I think it adds so much aesthetically and the effect and the fact that only one can give you as many 
as you want with bone meal is just so cool. Moss is probably one of the best blocks in the game for so many reasons. You can do so much with it. The fact that it can turn other blocks into moss and then be insta-mined is amazing. And so I, I think it's one of the best blocks in the game. So absolutely, I agree, Dragonfish. It was a very game-changing addition. Well, thank you so much, guys, for these ideas. And if you want yours to be read out on an upcoming episode, go to this episode on Spotify, interact with the Q&A post there, and I'll do my best to read out as many of those as I can in a future episode. But of course, you can also do this on the Discord. I am going to have, or I already have, a channel for the Q&A segment on the Discord. So if you would rather do it on Discord and discuss your ideas and your opinions with other people on the Discord, uh, go down to the description of this episode and click on the link to join, and uh, you can do all of that there, as well as collaborating on ideas for the One Block Challenge. And of course, this week's One Block Challenge is uh, themed around the idea of damage. So any block that has to do with damage, if you need a refresher on what to do with the One Block Challenge, uh, all of the all of the details are in the description of this episode, so you can just go down there and refresh your memory. And while you're down there, go ahead and click the link to my YouTube channel. We are very, very, very close to 500 subscribers, if we're not already there at the time that this episode is published. Uh, so go on over there and make sure you're subscribed. If you're not, you're probably going to miss out on some very interesting videos. Um, but uh, that's all up to you. So if it's interesting to you at all and you are interested to see what I'm making, uh, why don't you go ahead and subscribe? Well, with all of that out of the way, guys, let's get into the main discussion of this episode, and we're going to be talking about Minecraft Snapshot 24W03A. Um, this is the first snapshot of 2024, and it's good to see them get back into the swing of things, fixing um, problems, fixing bugs, but also adding new features to, to existing features that are going to come in the update. Um, so we have some for the armadillo and breeze, as well as some experimental changes. So let's get into what the article on Minecraft.net says about this snapshot. We're now releasing the third snapshot of Minecraft 1.20.5. Now, I'm not sure, as an aside, I'm not sure why they're numbering it this way, um, why they're not saying this is Minecraft snapshot, you know, uh, for 1.20. 21, but this is a 1.20.5 snapshot with 1.21 features in it. I'm not sure why they have that have it that way. It confuses me, but I would just ignore the numbers, to be honest. This time around, we're bringing some updates to the Armadillo, the Breeze, as well as accessibility improvements. In addition to a big bundle of bug fixes, we're bringing some changes to how spawn chunks are handled. Now this was particularly interesting. The spawn chunks are an area of the overworld located at the world spawn, which are always loaded in memory. These are useful for some players, but use more of your computer's resources and make the game load and run more slowly. You can read more about spawn chunks at the community wiki, which is a good plug for minecraft.wiki. You should certainly check that out. In this snapshot, we have made the size of the spawn chunks configurable by adding a new game rule, spawn chunk radius. The new default setting is 2, which creates a 48 by 48 block area. This is 98% smaller than the previous era area and will result in a noticeable performance improvement for most players. 
If you would like to keep your spawn chunks working as they did before, you can use the game rule to change the spawn chunk radius value to 10. This will make your spawn chunks work the same as they did before, but you will miss out on the performance gains. Now, I like this a lot because the computer that I play on most of the time is not a very beefy computer, and um, this will certainly help me if um, all of that area, all of those chunks are not constantly loaded. Um, so I could see how this would be very, very good for a lot of people who are playing on uh, lower end PCs and things like that. Um, so I think that this is a good change. I have heard and seen some uh, concerns about this, but again, it is configurable. So if people don't like this change, they can always revert it back themselves. It doesn't take that much effort to do so. So I think that this is a very, very good decision on Mojang's part. Now let's get into some of the more exciting things for most of us, uh, the new features that are coming in this snapshot. First of all, for the Armadillo, uh, the, the article reads, Armadillo visual update. We have gathered feedback from the first Armadillo snapshot and the next step in the look of the Armadillo. The Armadillo scoots and the wolf armor are now here. So uh, armadillos now spawn in badlands as well as savannas. Um, cave spiders and spiders will run away from the armadillo, not in a rolled up state. And some changes to the texture of the wolf collar layer to be more consistent with the new wolf armor. So wolf armor looks different and they wanted to change the wolf collar to look different to match up with it. Um, so I like that armadillos are now spawning in Badlands. Badlands needed something else extra for them. They, they, they are very barren. And I think that's the kind of the point is that they're supposed to be barren. They are kind of like even more deserty than most of the deserts in uh, Minecraft. And so I like this change, um, because the armadillo is not like a very common mob and it's not a very big mob. So it's not going to be dominating the landscape. It's not like you're going to have herds of cows everywhere in the Badlands. Um, but it is small enough and um, uncommon enough to just add that little touch of dynamic life to the game, uh, to that biome specifically, uh, without making that biome feel lush or vibrant in any sort of way. So I'm, I'm liking that the armadillo is now going to be spawning in the Badlands. It also makes the armadillo easier to find if they spawn in more places. Um, I really, really like that spiders and cave spiders run away from armadillos when they are not rolled up. Um, this is going to, I, I can't wait to see what people do with this. I think spider and cave spider farms will be interesting with this, or maybe this will be proved to be too much um, trouble to, to utilize in those usually fairly simple farms. This could be a good way to have a general mob farm and then sort the mobs out. So you have a creeper scaring away all of your, uh, um, or, or I'm sorry, a cat that's scaring away all of your creepers. You have a wolf that's scaring away all of your, um, all of your uh, skeletons. And then you have a armadillo that's taking care of your spiders. So I'm seeing a uh, sort of mob sorting filter system for general mob farms here. And I think that that is a good idea. Um, but again, it might prove too much trouble uh, to be worth it. So we have yet to see how people will utilize this, but I think that it's a really cool feature and it makes the armadillo more interesting. 
Previously, I just said that the Armadillo was just a good mop. There wasn't anything wrong with it, but there also wasn't anything amazing about it. This makes it a little bit better, that there is a little bit something here extra that makes it a little bit more useful. So I like this change a lot. And obviously, changing the texture of the wolf collar layer to be more consistent with the, the new wolf armor is a good thing as well. A lot of times visual things bug a lot of players if they don't look right. Um, and so I think this is a good change as well. Now for the experimental features, first of all, we have the breeze. And just two points here. The breeze now deflects all projectiles and def deflected projectiles now deflect in the direction of the shooter. This is an interesting change and I like it. Um, it makes sense thematically for the breeze to deflect projectiles because it is a wind sort of elemental. And so um, having things travel through the air, it seems like you're encroaching on its turf a bit and it can just like turn it around right back at you. I like that a lot and it's gonna make them harder to fight. Uh, you're gonna have to go melee about it and they are all over the place. I don't know if you've seen videos of the breeze or if you've done it yourself, but breezes are all over the place. And so you can get them cornered and you can start uh, attacking them with your sword or axe or whatever you have. Um, but they tend to jump around quite a lot. And if they hit you with their um, with their own projectile, the wind charge, you will be knocked back. And so cornering them and beating up on them and making sure that they can't escape isn't going to be that simple. So um, they're going to be a lot harder to fight, uh, which I think is going to be good because the wind charge doesn't do a lot of um, attack. It doesn't do a lot of damage to the player anyway. And so this just gives them a bit more of an edge. It makes them a little bit more challenging to encounter. So I like this a lot and uh, it'll be cool to see the community engage with them uh, with these new changes. And for the last experimental feature, we have the trade rebalance, the ongoing trade rebalance that is very, very controversial to a lot of people. Um, we have in the trade rebalance experiment, villagers who buy armor now ignore durability and can buy damaged armor. Now, I had never tried to uh, sell armor to any villagers before, but I imagine that people who tried to do this and had a piece of armor that was damaged were probably disappointed that the villager was not interested in taking it from them. But now that's been changed, and I think it's a great change because, um, you know, raiding things like dungeons and um, even places in the end, wherever you would open up a loot chest and find pieces of armor, a lot of times that armor is very, very damaged. And even if you're getting it from something like a skeleton or a zombie wearing armor, the armor is going to be quite damaged. But now, they're able you're able to sell damaged armor to villagers i think that's that's a way to kind of get value back out of those um, findings in the world if you already have enchanted netherite gear you don't need a damaged chainmail chest plate so what you can do is you can just take that to your um, the appropriate villager and get a little bit of uh, emeralds from that i think that's an excellent uh, excellent change. I do wonder, are you able to do this with damaged tools, damaged weapons, and damaged things like bows? Um, so if I take a damaged bow to a Fletcher, am I able to trade that to them, or are they going to be like, no, that's damaged, I don't want it? If that's the case, I feel like that needs to be um, brought into line with this change, and that you should be able to trade damaged goods to villagers 
um, regardless of what that is and regardless of what that villager is. I think that um, that just needs to be consistent across the board if it isn't already. So all in all, I think this is a good um, snapshot to open up the year with, and I can't wait to see what is coming up next in the snapshots. Hopefully we're going to see some more bigger, interesting things. I personally don't think that we've seen all of the big features coming to 1.21. I could be wrong about that, and if I am, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Um, but again, I don't think that that's the case. I feel like we're probably going to see one more structure. Um, again, take that with a huge grain of salt because I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going off of um, just some phrases that they used in Minecraft Live and in their um, articles, but I do think that there's going to be at least one more structure coming, and I hope that we're, we're going to continue to see some more changes to combat as a whole uh, system and not just new mobs to fight and a new place to fight. I hope we get to see an overhaul of the entire system in general. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, let me know what you think. Send me your questions and comments to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com because of that, that, of course, brings us to the end of this episode. Let me know what you think we should see in this update. What do you think is missing so far? Tell me your opinions, and I would love to talk about them in a Thursday episode. Uh, the music featured on this podcast was created by Miles Roxalot, and I've been your host, Rebel JC. Until next episode, keep digging straight down. I'll see you at Bedrock. <laughs>